Miss B, you've you've come into contact with a, a group of, of other elves. They threaten pretty much your entire existence. Your your husband, your lovely husband, your kids, your grandkids. I've been sent here to let you know that we'll be occupying this grove, this grotto, this beautiful place that you've grown for us. Uh, how about a no? You should get out. While I, yes, would want you destroyed, my king won't allow it. But he will give us permission to get rid of you if you're not gone in six months' time. Someone who is in sunglasses, a black suit and tie, steps out of seemingly like a tree. I'm from an organization. Lucian Bright is in the city of Taggart. Ah, oh, mister, it's, it's so terrible. This man say he's going to take off and away from us. You get the kids inside, okay? Excuse me, Mr. Nick? Yeah, how can I help you? Is, is there anything that I can say or do to change your mind? Exactly zero things would change my mind. So uh, I'll be on my way. I think maybe you still go into the, the orphanage. You hear a knock at your door and in steps, uh, he's wearing a nice suit, uh, black suit, tie and sunglasses. I come from an organization. William DeHare, you are mm-hmm. on an airship. This shaman is across from you because he, he needs to be with you when you get to Valfold. And he looks back to you and says, so you have a passenger as well. Give me your hands. As you touch hands, you're kind of taken into like this dream state. The wars that you are trying to stop means nothing because of that black light in the distance. And he snaps his fingers and then you both are back on this airship. I work for an organization. Miss B, Lucian Bright, William DeHare. And it's my job and the, the job of those who work in my field to ensure that things don't harm the things and people that we love. We've seen your skills and your abilities. We think you would be a great candidate to join us, the KNG, in stopping those threats. And he holds up a device and he presses a button and a bright light fills your eyes. Welcome, new agents. Welcome to the Night of the Night Guard or as you will come to know it, the KNG. You are already dead to everyone you know. Your only option is to succeed. I will see you first thing tomorrow in the training facility. That door on the right opens. Through this door walks a a, a much shorter than normal elderly elf woman. A group three. Come with me, please. Yeah, I get up. up Straighten my (laughs) suit. Oh, welcome, team three. We are going to be the best. I I have to see how you work as a as a team. I'll be back in just a moment. And she turns. She she goes to that door. You notice in the reflection of the mirror that pile of rubble has begun to form up into a miniature version of a stone golem. B. You lash out. The golem, golem, golem bursts into pebbles. You have passed the test. The test was to determine how you functioned with one another. Overall, very good job. Uh, Feel free to spend the rest of the day how you will. I'll come get you tomorrow morning for uh, the the briefing for your first mission as a team. All right. It is time for you to get ready for your briefing this morning. You are all going on a mission early. Your training will be in the field. You must rely on each other and some basic items in order to succeed in your missions. If you die out there, you die out there. This is not a place for the faint of heart. Please uh, come back and see me again. And she opens the door. There are these gigantic mountains that you're in. The sky is clear, blue, and, you, and the wind blows through your hair. And it, and it feels wonderful. It's warm. It's a pretty warm, like, like cool, warm, that perfect temperature, like 70 degrees, 68 degrees. Um, 
And she says, any last words? You've all three stepped through this door after being handed a note card. And it says, mission, travel to Junga. Find the source of the floods. Investigate. Resolve. And as you turn one specific corner, there is an individual who is coolly, I mean, just so coolly, leaning up back against the rock. And he says, codename's Breeze. I'm your guide for this, this little adventure you guys get to be on. Take the middle path through the woods. When you come to the second split, you're going to take the left one. There's only two roads there. So middle and left. All right. As you, as you're setting up camp and you're maybe sitting around the fire, you hear a crunching of leaves. Next to your head is what looks like a very flat, low to the ground metal spider. It has some sort of symbol on it. It quickly scampers out of sight and is gone. You're well rested. You have met Breeze, who is your guide, and you're still continuing through these woods. You've already passed the first intersection and you took the correct path down the middle. And the next split that you come to, you're supposed to stay to the left. Suddenly, uh, a character you recognize steps out. Breeze. Breeze, look out behind you. Oh, I know who's behind me, old friend. You have these six individuals have taken a step for, uh, step toward you. And Breeze remains still watching. And we will roll initiative. And you see them run uh, away back into the forest. You did well. You survived. Three more days of these flat plains you finally come to. It's a, it's a small village. And this must be it. You enter into the city of Junga. A man busts into the bar. And he says, The floods are coming much sooner. This imposing figure has stepped into the door. And he's shouted to you guys that the floods are coming much sooner. Uh, and then so the man who came in comes over and he says, Hello, my name is Maya Shanka. Sorry for the intrusion. But we must make uh, preparations to, to get everyone ready. Meet me at my office as soon as you can, and we will go over the, the issues. Please hurry. You walk into this office. Hello. Welcome to the mayor's house. How may I help you? The mayor told us to meet him here. Right this way. These are troubling times. We have to stop these floods. Go and talk to the, the other candidate. I think he's up to something. Uh, I go to Boris's house. Please do come in. What can I do for you? Is there anything useful you can tell us as we go on to our investigation? The mayor seems uh, curious of you and you curious of him. And and there's these uh, damned floods that are going to ruin our days. The mayor and I both want the care and longevity of, of the city. Beyond that is where we part ways. I want to bring some of the city life into this, this small town. I think we could really make this place a spot on the map. All right. Well, th I, I think that's enough for now. And uh, But I'm sure we'll have more questions later. And so you've heard both sides of the story. One from Mayor Shaka. And you've walked over and you've heard the story of Candidate Boris. And so you know the floods are coming tomorrow. And uh, you're going to set off in the night. You're all awoken by a loud screeching noise. Literally, the earth is shaking. And then you hear it. The water is like a 12-foot wave that is coming toward you. There is a gigantic worm-type creature oh, sweet. that has erupted up into the center of town. Let's go kill that thing. Seems bad. So, Worm has his tail out, and he is going to almost like scorpion attack, because he can still see where the mayor is on top of him. As he does that, the mayor moves... 
and he stabs himself in the head and immediately the entire thing goes limp. People begin to thank you so much for, for saving their town. You begin to head toward the outskirts of town now. I'm going to take 10 minutes to create a floating disc. Have a seat. You don't have to get wet anymore. You decide it was best to track the flood back to its source and you set off into the morning. And you walk for probably half a day. And what you'll notice is a large canyon. You hear people arguing. We were here first. And so we reserve the right to go through first. Your people were always stomping on our people. We get to go first because you get to go first and everything else. What seems to be... The problem! You know, every decade we must go back to Tackett and pay our dues to Nova. Common pilgrimage? We both have decided that we wanted to go apparently on the same day. And what makes it worse is we both can't use the same pass. I'm gonna cast Suggestion on this human man, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is a 10. Ah, he fails! Great! You need to make your group wait and let them go forward. And so we'll travel after. In front of you drop three armored men. And the Caruso says, what's the meaning of this? And then as he as he steps up to like talk to them, to say something to these men, an arrow flies out from somewhere and hits him in the right shoulder. As you were escorting the Carusos through the woods, Leader Caruso was shot by an arrow. And we left where three individuals that you now see as half-orcs. And the leader says, Sorry about that. An explanation is in order. Well, let's see here. If you just come back to my camp, no. you'll want to come peacefully. And he like winks subtly. Come with me. I'm really sorry about that act before. Here's, here's the deal. We've killed our fair share of people, but we don't like doing that. So here's what we do. It's fake. It's all just an illusion. We've got a proposition for you. Something easy that will help make the boys think you're dead, but also give us a little bit of a little bit of fun in the time. You meet up with the camp between the canyon and between the lake, and you see where this grass from the flood in Junga is still down. You are very close to the mountains that you suspect it come from. Uh, and the leader says, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, thank you, boys. Thank you. And 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 lady, thank you so much for for helping us get through. We couldn't have done it without you. There are no boys here. You know how they make people men, right? Mustaches. You leave the Crusoes to travel on without you. You're back on the trail. You make it finally to what seems to be kind of like the top of this mountain, kind of leveled out a little bit more. And you can hear in the distance the sound of water splashing into more water. You smell a little bit of poop, a little bit of sewage. There's a spot about five feet down where there is a large pipe and you see every few minutes there's like brown or essentially feces is coming into hey i found his shit pipe why don't we plug up this pipe and see where it backs up great we've clogged this up good work uh you you make you make the couple days back down uh, down the mountain down the hill Back into the wooded area you came through before. But as you exit the forest, you see waiting at the end is a large brown bear and two wolves. You hear the brown bear say, Get him. Dusk approaches as Director Housen peers out at the numerous ships coming in and out of port. There's a knock at the door. Come in. Agent Sly steps into the room. Director, it would seem that Group 3 is doing the best of all the groups. Let all the field agents know to pay special attention to this group. They may be our last chance to save Novoterra. You guys come across the land bridge. Towering over you is one intimidatingly scary brown bear. Lucian is like channeling this necrotic energy through his hand into this bear's face. Uh, ah! 
<laughs> he turns and he and he runs away. Where are we going again? Oh, back to town. Right. Purify that lake. That was neat. Yeah, and we've got um, the gnome here to tell our story. Yeah, well, shoot, I'll tell you what, it's, it's been one heck of a ride. You make it into Junga, and you see that none of the lights in the rest of town are on. Oh, shoot, today's the election. William uses the sky self and turns into Mayor Shanka. I am a charlatan. I have been pouring poop water on this town for weeks. Everyone in, in the entire area begins to clap. Congratulations, everyone. You have passed the test again. This was to see how you cooperated with uh, Breeze, your field agents, and how you did when you were out in the field. And poof, you're back in your room. Welcome back. So glad you all made it in one piece. If you can meet me in the debrief room, we'll make sure to get some good snacks and talk about your trip. On this day, you, you've pegged to come back and meet together because it's about time for you to get out in the real world and you have to go pick up a side quest mission of your choosing, whatever that is. I think you've got something lined up you maybe have chatted about, but now it's time to lay down some plans and get the ball rolling. And so wherever you were, you set aside your your job or your time or maybe you're hanging out in your room, you've decided to meet at the gardens where Miss B spends a lot of her time, her free time. So Miss B is just chilling out at one of the patio tables. It's good to see you again. Hi. And in walks. I'm Dr. Enoch. I, I teach here at the school, too. There was this piece of paper, and he just hands it to Miss B. No one else tore off any, but I it, it sounded interesting. It says here, the 21st Centurio Winter Games. It's held in North Barrow and re- requires four sacrifices to compete. People to compete. Uh, looks great. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, I'm in. Yeah. Miss B, like, she was sad as they were, like, going through it and doubting it. And then she just, like, smiles when they were like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> Agent Sly allows you to take one of the doors uh, that will transport you to a location closest to uh, North Barrow. And there is one that is only about a day's journey once you go through the door. You make your way into the, the sleeping bear. You're all the competitors from Haven Bay. And everyone hushes and turns to look at you. Everyone peers at you. And everyone begins to whisper, where are they from? They don't seem like challengers. Why have I never heard of them? The boy looks around the room and up at you all and says, come with me. Uh, He leads you down to the stadium. Welcome, everyone, to the 25th Mid-Centurial Winter Games. It's time for the first match, the Ruffalo Race. And you are off. As you begin to travel, other Ruffalo are catching up to you, and then you're speeding up a little more. Ahead, you can see the finish line. You can see the explosions, the pinks, the blues, the purples of these these balloons that have been hanging there as they welcome you to the finish line. Victory never tasted so sweet. And Zimmerin, though, being a jealous person, veers into your dark Ruffalo. Use the boots! He makes a face at you. Suddenly, you disappear. And then he turns and looks ahead. And as he crosses the finish line, he puts his arms up. And he's so happy that he's won. And everyone's cheering. And he's waiting for them to say, Zimmerin, Zimmerin, Zimmerin. But that's not the name that they hear. Instead, they hear, Raven, Raven, Raven. And he doesn't know how it happened until he realizes what has happened. To the champions! Of Haven Bay. Congratulations on your first event. Congratulations to to the team from Haven Bay. 
for winning the first round of the Mid-Centurial Winter Games of North Barra. All right, listen up, everyone. Here's what's going on today. The competition's called the Tilted Tower. Uh, four stages, four parts, and four members of each team. Competitors, please take your places at your respectful portal. I assume you take your climb. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh, and you make it inside. I hate climbing. This is the worst. And there, uh, there in front of you is a, is a door. And just like the other doors, it also has some things written. Uh, three lines. Faith before fear. Faith before reason. Family before faith. As you all get through the door, the door behind you shuts. The door in front of you bursts into flames. Intense heat. Bro, hmm. I already know about faith before reason. Nova's going to protect me. I walked through the flames. You felt the heat and you thought it's mm-hmm. not going to work. But my faith, but your faith And as you put your hand into the flame, the heat that would have burned you dissipated and along with it, the rest of the flames. Got and it. you're able to reach out and open the door. And so you pass the wooden door flames did did not really taunt you as much on the opposite wall where you just came in three doors uh there is one that says faith one that says reason and one that says family miss b will take william's hand and lucian's hand you got it you you have to be touching to walk through uh the bear dissipates there's a, a booming voice in your head that says congratulations team You made it this far. It speaks to your intelligence, cooperation, and reliance. And now, let's see your metal proved. You look up, see a large winged beast. And as it descends in a circle around you, you begin to see that it has a lion head and a goat head and and like a snake tail. And it lands heavily, shaking this structure. And we'll roll for initiative. Uh, so you punch the middle head, the lion head. It roars out. As it <laughs> begins to fly away, it suddenly feels the tug. It's trying to go out and away, but it feels the tug. And so it begins to just wrap around this statue until oh. its lion head bonks right into the giant leg of this statue and it crumbles to the ground, not moving. Did you guys see me tether bull that monster? And you hear the voice say, Congratulations, team. You have placed. Congratulations, team. You have placed. Second place. What? This is rigged. You get up the next day and you've got the familiar same guy who's like, All right, everybody, listen up. Competitors, today's challenge is the maze. At that time, the earth beneath your feet begins to shake. The cheers you've heard before turn into screams of terror. You run outside of the stadium, about 800 yards away. You see a stone giant, and he is launching another gigantic boulder your way. Dr. Enoch has stopped, and he stands up straight, more confident than you've seen him, and he looks all three of you in the eyes, and as he does, his eyes begin to glow. And he says, Find me at the tower. Look back, but never turn. Say nothing to the KNG. Not everybody can be trusted. And then his voice returns to the normal Dr. Enoch we knew. Okay, guys, let's get this party started. And so the rumblings of stones are happening as you run into this maze. You now see in front of you the trophy, the item that you need to get out of the middle to be considered the winner. The stone golem comes through the wall. He reaches down into the earth. And he looks at the two of you running, Miss B, back over to William, and throws Dark Ruffalo, just as they would hit you. 
coming down through the barrier, it shatters. So this figure drops down, cuts away one, smashing it. And this other figure almost mimics you exactly and, and smashing the other stone. I'm Agent Beltol. I'm here to get you out of here. We got to get to a safe house. As you're running through, you, you've got, you see a clear path and suddenly it's gone um, as one collapses. But instead of like faltering, you run up it, jump backwards onto another one, and then continue to simply dart on their backs as you make your way across. And you land on the stage. From the stage erupts fireworks. The giant stops and looks up at it. The shield around the maze, you see it just kind of turn to like dust. After a moment, the, the fireworks go away and there's kind of just like a dead silence. Son of a bitch, if this is another test. The giant reaches in with two hands into the same, like pick up more earth and he picks it up overhead and he throws it onto the middle of the stage. The boulder is about 10 feet from you, and suddenly it stops midair. As you look to your right, there is one of the earthbending druids, bloodied, and arm raised as his hand shakes, and he throws it back toward the stone giant, knocking it to the ground. You're left standing on this stage. To the south, two halflings and three humans walk in. To the east are two goliaths, three elves, and a triton. They all have these glowing white eyes. As they look at you, they have like these smiles, just just barely teeth showing. And they sniff into the air and begin to walk toward you. Your boots scooting and boogieing all the way to what looks like just another section of the woods. But this new agent walks over to a tree. You inscribe a symbol and that symbol begins to glow and turns into a wooden door. And then she like opens the door and gestures them in. Uh, I write in my book, uh, Dr. Enoch, which question should Lucian ask to get out of our predicament? Professor Peacock says, find a safe place to regroup. Ask Nova if you're safe where you are. See, it's a safe house is the problem. So I'm going to assume that based on the name, that's fine. And the top of this tree that you're in is is ripped apart. As the stone giant begins to reach in, you see something go through his head, one side out the other. The giant falls to the ground. And then the door at the front opens up. You see a figure and he says, uh, nice digs. Breeze has shown up. He's just so cool. Hi, Breeze. I got news. We got to get on the train. We got to get out of here. In front of you is this translucent looking locomotive. And you can you can almost see through the walls of this thing. You see children dancing and laughing. And you see some older, uh, we'll call them geriatrics, uh, sitting in different places. And there is a long table in the middle that has a lot of food on it. You can't hear them, but you can see them. And it appears to be the only car currently that you can get on. And uh, Bree says, all right, I need you guys to, to keep your voices low. I need you to keep your eyes forward. And I need you to follow me and don't let go. The door in front of him is open. Uh, it, it's like a, a black color. You can't see into the next train. And he looks back at Lucian and he says, uh, got a little more training we're about to go into. Breeze had grabbed the hand of Lucian and began to step into the next, presumably, car and says, man, your training ain't over yet. And you step through into a, a red car. You see... Hands of, of men bound and, and women, in some cases, that line the walls. These figures begin to get up. They lunge at you. They are jerked back violently to their seats. No time to talk. We got to keep, keep moving. Let's go. As you pass through, what you'll see is just like races of all kinds 
like actively suffering skin falling off, pulling out their own teeth, the clawing oh. out their own eyes. Breeze, you have to explain what's going on. What we've got here is a train that takes uh, souls to the afterlife. We worked out a deal with a man who calls himself a conductor to let us hitch rides underground back to KNG. The train stops. And there is Director Housen, Misery, and Agent Sly, uh, and also Dr. Ryan. So, like, the big three and Misery. And they're K&G Get Up waiting for you. We're going to need you all to get up to the briefing room. We're running out of time. Those creatures that you ran into, they're called sleepers. And now they're waking up. They're not easy to combat. But you were the only ones to survive and to return and talk about it. Cool. I cast a suggestion on Dr. Ryan. Oh, my word. And without saying anything, he says, come see me after. Okay, so you arrive at the laboratory. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you could make it. The dragon scale that I touched, I didn't seem normal. He reaches into his bag and he pulls out the red one and he hands it to you. It begins to to glow once again. I just don't know what this is. This is new to me. Hey, Will, can you make Eshi come out of the pen so he can stop talking? Eshi, come on out here and show yourself to this nerd. Eshi begins to materialize. The scale begins to flicker once more. Ugh. Miss B's gonna, like, pinch the bridge of her nose. Doctor, fix Miss B! How did you... Where did this come from? To dumb it down, I picked up the pen. We need to find the the other scales. Hi, Misery. Misery's voice changes. No time now. We must... We Follow me. I want you all to listen to me. And listen closely. Something is going on here. And I think... It has something to do with you three. The dragon scales are a must. We need to find those first. Go to the tower if you get a chance. Sooner than later. What did Dr. Enoch tell you? She turns you around to face her. And you remember this. Look back, but don't turn around. Like, look over your shoulder, Kennedy. That's what... Do you do that? Yeah, look over your shoulder, yeah. You look over your shoulder, and you see in the the far, far distance... Is this extremely tall white tower reaching up into the clouds? So, Miss B, you had two a pretty sizable library. Oh, hey there! What can I help you find today? I'm looking for information about the dragons. I don't know. Maybe you'll find something here. And he hands it over to you to read. It says, um, "Scales not found. Uh, rumors that they've been moved. Uh, sources of great power left behind. Remnants." Uh, of items that have been affected have been detained and quarantined for further study. William. I want to go check on the ward. Uh, I approach Kane and say, I'm here for my rounds. William uh, approaches the girl, the creepy darkness girl, the ring girl. She takes a couple steps back and then quickly throws her face up to the window and it's smiling and glowing. Oh, 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 fuck. I want to go back to my room. The fuck this place. This place is creepy as shit. And I want to talk to Eshi on my way out. Um, what was that all about? I don't fucking know. And I've had it up to fucking here with people lying to me and may- and not telling me why fucking dragon scales glow when I touch them. Maybe Mrs. Beeson's all bad. She did give me these wonderful slippers. See? The bright side of things. It's just been a long, stressful day. He pulls out these slippers and puts one on. It's warm, right? Because it's not the pair. It's warm. It's like, oh, nice. All right. And then he puts on the second one. God, motherfucker. Who the fuck designed these? Mrs. B. And the, the sound of squish is accompanied with an 
a burst of flames around William. And then as the flames reside, nothing on his clothes were burned. But he has this look of shock about him as he looks over to Eshi. And she sits up and she says, I think I remember something. Jump over to Lucian. He's just gonna gonna walk right into the church, proud as you please. Uh, excuse me, brother. Um, I need you to find your bishop for me because I need to confess. What, what's got you weighted down, brother? Do you ever feel like you're a part of something so big that you can't even see yourself anymore? I think if you zoom far enough away from our tiny planet, it's almost like the gods could take and just crush that into a piece of paper and throw it into some desolate waste bin. What if I told you there was something out there bigger than that that could fold the gods up like a piece of paper and put them in their waste bin? I would say now you're off your rocker. <laughs> yeah. What do you know about Archbishop Eclectus? And he, he looks at you, and then he kind of looks back at that guy who greeted you. That guy shakes his head slowly, no. And he says, uh, oh, I, uh, I, I don't think I know that name. Okay. Um, then I just have one last question. Um, what do you know about his son? He never had a son. It's time for you to set off, I feel. I will be here. When you find out what Riz has for you, please let me know. It's been some time since I've spoken with him myself. All right, let's start this cool backwards walkabout. You look backwards and you walk backwards. You guys are walking and there is an old bridge. It is enough for one of you to go through at a time. You step down and the board cracks and your foot falls into it. In this moment, uh, something very unique happens. Tolution from above him materialize these gigantic arms. They are just black like the night sky, but just littered with a thousand million stars. And I think he just reaches up with his new spectral arm and pulls himself onto the bridge. All right, and you, you're walking backwards, and you're getting closer all the time. This tower, you see it stretching into the clouds. You're face to face with a blue dragonborn. I've been tracking you for some time. Misery sent you. I'm your friend. I don't mean you any harm. I am Riz, servant of Pogoma, child of Pogoma. I've missed you so much. It's it's so good to see you all. How we know you, Blue Rizberry? We we were a, a team. We fought together. Yeah, when was this? Before the blossoming. There is another person in this room. Oh, cool. Who the hell is And it? you see the back of her head as she faces the fire that is against one wall. Aren't you going to introduce me, Riz? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. This is my acquaintance, Alaria Foxwood. 